Smith and welcome to the Rare Birds podcast. Hi, Joanne. Thanks for the opportunity to have me here. Absolutely. So, Kenneth, before we begin, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from and how you got here in China? Okay, I'm Kenneth Adeyemi. I'm from Nigeria and um, I've been an entrepreneur for about six to seven years now. And I'm in China for my master's degree. I've been here for about two years and um, by next year, hopefully I should round up my master's degree and, you know, go ahead to further my education, PhD and other things. But in a nutshell, I'm here in China to improve my skill as regards manufacturing because my core skill is engineering. So that's why I'm here in China. Thank you. Oh, okay. And how long did you say you've been in China for? I've been in China for two years. Actually, I got into China October 2017. So last month made it exactly two years. And uh, yeah, that's how long I've been in China. Wow, same as me. I arrived in August 2017. So we're, we're very close in terms of our time here. Oh, wow. It seems yeah. like you've been here for a long time. No, nope, <laughs> I've, I've definitely settled in well, but I have been here for two years as well. I arrived in August 2017. So for me, it's been about two years and maybe what, three months. So, yeah. And how are you? How are you enjoying oh. China? How do you enjoy being here? You miss Nigeria? Do you miss home? Oh, yes, I, I miss Nigeria because, you know, Nigeria is is a very energetic country and especially the food, the culture, you know, it's very rich. But um, my purpose of coming for coming to China is still um, the driving force to still be in China. And also China is a good place. Um, it's calm, it's safe. And um, of course, life is a little easier in terms of movement, in terms of, um, you know, available facilities to carry out the research I came here to do. But I miss home, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always like that. But what can we do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and tell me a little bit about your, your business or your businesses. Okay, um, um, in 2013, um, that's precisely October 2013, I, I rounded up my bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering and at that point I decided to okay I had to choose whether to if if I should go into the you know the the private sector or the public sector or I should just start a business and I decided to start a business I went into the mining sector so my my company basically does um solid mineral mining specifically limestone and we, we we mine we mine that mineral and supply to companies back in Nigeria for producing poultry feed and other you know other products and also we we are involved in timber processing into furniture and other wood products so basically that's what we do for now yeah and we've been in the business for about yeah 2013 till now that's about six years. Oh, wow. And is that the only business that you have? Uh, yeah, in a way, though there are some other minor businesses here and there. Like mm -hmm. when I came to China, some other business opportunities opened up, like um, shipping. You know, people mm. back home decided to purchase goods from China and, you know, machines and um they kind of felt safe to to contact me to do that because when it comes to machinery, they I have good knowledge about that and um, gadgets here and there like mobile phones, laptops. So I help people purchase that and ship ship them back home. And we also have a um, a fledgling financial services business where we give loans, micro loans, to small businesses and. Um, people that want to that want to you know 
undertake little financially. Okay, um, I want to undergo businesses that are not very capital intensive. Usually, the range of um, in RMB about one thousand to five thousand RMB that range. So we give loans within that range. So those are the fledgling businesses here and there, but our core business is still in mining and uh, wood processing. Yeah. Okay. And that business is Omni Errands Manufacturing. That's your mining, your processing company, right? Your minerals processing company. Yes, that's the okay. processing company. And then the other one that you just mentioned, financial services, that's Derive. Is that what it's called? Derive? Derive? Or yeah, Derive Co. The revive ah. co, yeah. Okay, the revive co. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, and you're based in Wenjo. Yes, at the moment I'm in Wenjo. Okay, awesome. Okay, so today you are going to discuss with us your views on leadership and gender. So I'd like for you to kick off the conversation. Okay. I'll start with leadership. Mm -hmm. um, basically, humans humans are designed in a way to in a way that makes us want to be led. Yeah, though it's kind of counterintuitive, but people feel safer when they have a strong leader, an inspirational leader, or someone that knows where he's going or where she's going, as the case may be. So basically, leadership has to do with taking the lead in meeting the need of others, as someone once put it, um, Bishop Edego. Um, so when I talk about leadership, I like to see it as a leader being a person who can identify a problem, analyze the problem, come up with solutions and see how to leverage on the skills and competencies of others to to solve that problem. So it's basically identifying problems and solving. Then when it comes to gender, yeah, it's quite a dicey topic because even mm -hmm. from uh, my African background, the male gender the male gender is kind of known for leadership while the female gender is known for taking the back seat. But things are changing. You know, the world is changing and um, there's the interchange of culture. People now believe that anyone that should lead should be the most competent in that field. If the person is a female, if the person is a male, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, the gender bias will still be will still be there. But I think the, the, the opportunities are better now. And um, we have we have more the rules are more lenient as regards leadership positions. Even in business, in major industries like um, the luxury, luxury goods industry, retail businesses, even the IT sector, we now have really top female leaders. For example, for my country, um, there is a woman called um, uh, Alakija. She's the wealthiest Nigerian female, uh, Nigerian female. And she's a major player in the oil sector. So people like that have been able to, you know, prove to the world and also the African continent that leadership is not gender dependent. It's actually about capacity. So for now, that's what I'll say about leadership. I think it's about capacity and being able to leverage on the strengths of others to get things done. Male or female, that doesn't, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay, now you mentioned your background and you said your African background. Would you like to tell us a little bit about um, gender dynamics in your country? Okay, yeah. Um, the African the African setting um, is, is male, is, okay, takes the male figure as the head. In the family, okay, it starts from the family context where the father of the house or the man of the house is taken as the head. And in most cases, his decisions should go unchallenged. 
or if you if if it will be challenged, it should be um, you know with with um, good logic. So th that has permeated through society, where you find situations that the the ratio of women to men in leadership positions is is way disproportional. Yeah, th I know that happens in other continents, like the male the male the number of males in leadership are usually more than the number of females. But things are changing. But within the Nigerian context, um, there's still the cultural bias where a woman, okay, a man, for example, just taking any random scenario in the, in the country, you find situations where a man can speak to a fellow man anyhow he wants to. But if a woman goes through that same process, it's seen as an insult or it's seen as, um, you know, disrespecting the male figure. So the bias is still there. Even within the work context, you find situations where there are some positions, they don't outrightly say um, women are not supposed to take such positions, but it's designed in such a way that the female, the female, the 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 females are not able to compete favorably favorably for such um you know positions, so it's you know it's still sketchy and some fine lines here and there, but the country has worked hard in leveling the playing field, where we find some positions that are exclusively for women, like the office of the wife of the president that's exclusively for a woman, ministry for women affairs a woman must handle that. In most cases, um, there's a few times that men have, you know, come close, but, you know, the women always take that and some other, you know, positions here and there. But there's still a struggle as regards um, giving leadership roles to females as opposed to um, the male figure. Yeah. Okay. Now, you mentioned that within your country, there's there's been quite a bit done but there's still some more work to do. What do you think has to be done to, as you say, level the playing field? Okay, um, the, the first thing is a, a, there has to be a mind shift. Women, yeah, due to the situations they found themselves in, most of them see themselves in that light. For example, I'll paint the average females thinking within the Nigerian context. I don't want to take it beyond that. Just within Nigerian context, you find a woman outlining her life in this manner. Okay, I'll, when I'm born, I'll go to school. After school, I'll get, I'll maybe get to university if possible. After that, I get married. And she stops there because she sees marriage as um, the point, the the point at which she has done all that society requires of her, then you find just very few women going beyond that line. So um, the first thing that has to be done is females have to be educated. They have to be um, there has to be a mind shift within within their within them that it's not just about getting married and having kids and raising a good family. That is that is worthy of praise, but. It's beyond that. They should seek for more challenging careers, more, more, um, more far-reaching, um, you know, opportunities. They should seek for political positions. They should seek to be leaders in industry. So that will change things. Also, something that could be done is to, is to try to balance. I know that might upset some people's ideologies. Balance in the sense that. If people, if there, if there's going to be a contest, for, for example, for a certain position, if they can make it a law, okay, I'll give an example. Mm -hmm. If they want to, if the government wants to select uh, vice chancellors for universities across the nation, if they say things like, at least thirty percent of the vice chancellors of the universities must be women, that way you create. You, you you create uh you know you you make things easier for the for the women to compete because you find males with phds and you know they go very far while the women don't really have such 
But if there's that demand for such level of education and such um, capacity, I think women will step up to take those opportunities. So I think we mind shift and also creating more opportunities for women, opportunities that cannot really be contested for by the men, then that will help, you know, make things better. And do you think the men are ready for that mind shift? Because that mind shift can't happen in isolation. It has to happen because the society, everyone in the society wants it, including men. So do you think the men in your country, because we're keeping it to the Nigerian context for now, do you think that they're willing to embrace that mindset change in women? Um, <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't think so. Ch change change is, <laughs> is really hard, you know. You know yeah. Change is really hard. Uh, but we have to accept it. Yeah. Bef okay, um, in, in the, okay, with just the near past, let's say 10, 20 years ago, most women were housewives mm -hmm. where the husband did all the providing while the woman did all the nurturing the kids you know yeah make, making sure they had good morals and things like that but the economic the dynamics of the economy has changed where men now require their wives to at least earn something if you want them to earn something to help you know keep the house going then i think we should create more opportunities for them to earn though that will challenge some some deeply seated cultural values like who becomes the breadwinner. Because if you find a situation where women can only contest for a certain position, then men will be men will feel shortchanged because you find more capacity in on the male side than on the female side. So virtually, in quote, almost all the capable females will get these positions. Then you find the wife earning much more than her husband. Then what happens in that setting? I think men have to, I think we will learn as time goes on to be comfortable with our, with the female, female um, gender success. They are human beings, we should know that. And if she's worked hard enough to get such, then I think she deserves praise, not limitation and, you know, all those things. I think we will adjust, basically. We are not ready for it here. We are not ready for it, but we will adjust when the opportunity comes. We will adjust. So why, so, okay, so why, why aren't men ready for it? Is it because as a man, um, you're raised to, okay, I am in charge. I am the head of the household. You know, your entire life, you're told that uh, you being a man means that you make the decisions, etc., etc. And then one day you're told, well, the woman's going to help make decisions too, and she's going to help make the money. And does that threaten your existence as a man? Like, what what is what is the the issue for men? If you can articulate that. Okay. Uh, well, the. the <laughs> Okay, it cuts it cuts across different levels. For men, mm -hmm. I think it, it doesn't really threaten our existence, but what it does is it challenges our image as mm -hmm. the society views it. Societal pressure plays a huge role. You find a situation where you know a young man wants to get married to a lady and he approaches the lady's family. Okay, I want to get married to your daughter. And they, some families begin to, you know, judge his capacity to marry their daughter by how much he has or what he possesses, maybe in mm -hmm. houses or lands or cars. So the man's capacity to provide or to outstrip his wife in, in wealth kind of gives him a, in quotes, let's say the bragging right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just for, for 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 short of yeah, just lack of words, bragging bragging rights. That's one thing. Uh, the second thing is, um, I think the fear of the unknown. What if she begins to earn more than me and she doesn't see me as the head anymore? Because you know we were trained, we were raised in an environment where they can literally tell you on the streets that. You're not a man just because you were not able to pay your child's school fees or you were not able to do one with one financial need or that. 
then you find or you find a situation where a man is living with living in a house that is owned by the wife you know it will psychologically is going to be a challenge but um mm. i think society will adjust but for i think we should on the on an individual level the man men have to be trained to 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 be secure you know we 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 usually say women have issues with self esteem and things like that but i think so men are beginning to d- develop such such you know such faults we should be comfortable with people's success and i think we will live better lives the woman the woman will be a better wife if she's more successful at least that's what i think so men should men should just you know try psychologically is going to be a challenge but i think we can overcome it and if on an individual basis men are able to overcome it from the family level i think the society after a period of time will begin to see women as you know capable hands in moving the economy forward and making sure things are going well yeah yeah interesting you know the point you made about self esteem i really i really like that and i i believe that as well i don't think that women are the only ones that have self esteem issues i think all genders but for this show we're just sticking to the, the traditional male female woman man genders and both have self esteem yeah. issues they're just they're just manifested in different ways i think sometimes when we have conversations about self esteem it seems to always be related to women oh women have uh they don't like the way they look or they don't like their bodies or they don't like this that and the other but i think <laughs> men men have the same exact problems for some reason it just seems to focus on women more so but i think men have their own self esteem issues that um uh, manifesting in a completely different way so um i'm glad that you said that because i think it's slightly um the conversation sometimes is a little unbalanced when we when we make it appear as though only women have low self esteem because i think men have low self esteem as well yeah. well some men obviously not all yeah um i was going to ask you do you think that yeah. women as women we should be more patient um and more encouraging with men or do you think that we should just blaze ahead and just challenge and do what we have to do what 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 are what are your thoughts on that um yeah <laughs> okay for a single lady because i mm. i can't really say much about the eastern culture or the western culture you know mm. uh, i most of my views will be targeted at the african context because Absolutely. um we're Absolutely. acquainted with how things work yes yeah. of course so not a for a yes. single lady by all yeah for a single lady by all means just blaze ahead just do what you want to do get mm-hmm. go as far as you can stretch yourself be, beyond all possible limitations that's great but when you get into when, when a woman gets into the family context where she now has a husband or she's working in an office as a boss that is a man i think now she has to tread with some caution because she knows the <laughs> cultural values that are the african society yes yeah, i'm not saying she shouldn't press forward she shouldn't do what she wants to do no, but like, um, like she has to be skillful in that yes of course i agree i agree <laughs> yes i agree carry on yes i agree yeah. i agree she has mm-hmm. skillful she has to be skillful now it's not a matter of um my life is my own i can do what i want i can go where i want to go no now you have a husband that mm. is not only the head of the family he is viewed as the head of the family within the society so now for example she wants to venture into a new business it's no longer okay i have the capital to do this now you go to, now she has to go to her husband and be like okay this is what's going on in the family this is what's going on i know we have these challenges to face and this and that i feel or i think i can assist you in this way by starting a new business now this is <laughs> how to do what she wants to do but putting in the context that okay as my leader and as the head i want to assist you by venturing a new business so her, her ability to negotiate will play will play a major role and also to in some cases pamper his ego there's no need fighting you know you know going head on no men like 
to confront like okay men are quite confrontational in most cases so being going in the going through the stealth using the stealth strategy will be better for the woman not necessarily to be too patient because some things are very time sensitive but mm. she just has to she has to play her cards well not manipulation mm. in this case but seeing how to you know, play down, really play or really highlight the the fact that you are the head and all I'm doing is to assist you, then I think every man will be proud to let his, you know, his wife proceed. But if she's a single lady, the reward is yours. Do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think I'm glad you said the word. I'm glad you said the word manipulation because there might be someone listening thinking this sounds very manipulative, and I don't think that's what you're saying. I think, as you said, you're putting it within a, a context of you know, your country where you come from, where the man is the head of the household, and for women who come from those cultures, I think what you're saying is you it's it's like almost like a negotiation, and you have to put put your Put your position forward in a way that shows that you are supporting the the bigger picture almost and that you the yes, bigger picture exactly. the bigger picture is not going to conflict with your position as the man as the head as the leader but it's more in support of and i think the way that message is delivered is the key to success so to say it's the key to the kingdom i guess that's what you're trying to say right Okay, Kenneth. So the woman has, she has secured the keys to the kingdom, right? The man says, fine, he's happy, he's going to support her to do her business or whatever it is that she does. But here's the problem. She starts to gain uh, traction. She becomes incredibly successful. How, if, if, if a man's, if, if a man is the head of the household, right? And his wife's business is very successful to a point where she's she's now her her business is quite profitable and she's bringing in more income than him. How then does she, how is how how does that then change the dynamics of the relationship based on what you've just explained? Because I see what you were saying. You know, you have to you have to play your cards right. You have to negotiate. You have to be skillful. You have to be crafty. I get all of that. And then she starts doing it. But then she becomes very successful. So then what? 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 The, because it just seems like then she has to continue, continuing along this, this treading this path. But how? How does that work when your business is just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger? Isn't that ultimately going to be a problem? Um. Well, the yeah, it, it gets it gets tricky along the way because. Um, ultimately, the man has to be comfortable with his wife's success. All she's doing is to make sure that that's, that isn't too difficult for him to do. That's why, that's why I said um, she, she has to know how to present her case such that the man doesn't see her as trying to be, to be the head of the family or to, to be the breadwinner, but she's doing this for the greater good of the family which of course is this is the case within a family context i'm assuming a normal relationship so the, the man has to be comfortable with success but if he's not then that that will be a problem from day one because it will not just affect the business it will affect everything else he, they could just be walking on the street and someone makes passes a a comment, oh, your wife looks good and didn't say anything to him and he feels, oh, she's outshining him. You know, th those, are, those are issues that he must deal with personally. But in the, in the um, situation where he's comfortable with her success and she's making it easier for him to handle her success by making sure that she lets him know that she's not challenging his role as the head. Then, but she finds herself in a situation where she's more popular than her husband. Maybe she has, she's quite famous or so she's very wealthy. Now, um, what she does behind the scenes will be much more important. She cannot force, she, she cannot make her husband to become famous. No, 
that's his responsibility but what she does behind the scenes is more important when she goes back home is she still the woman that that pays him the due his due respect does she does she still i know there's some things that she cannot do anymore because she's now busier she now has to attend to much more people than she was attending to before so her time is limited and everything but i think she knows her husband and she should just everything should be well discussed like he should be carried along he cannot okay situation where he cannot join the company because maybe his skill set do not does not match or even if he joins the company of course he has to be working under her those situations have you know come up here and there but the more the the most important point of call is behind the scenes how does she handle it when they are alone or when they are in a smaller setting where the world is not watching that's what matters to most men yeah that's what matters to most men she has to be careful with how she handles it behind the scenes then i think she'll be they will be fine yeah Mm, so it's more about what's happening behind the scenes yes very that is within her control yeah because her fame is not within her control what the what the what the public decides to post about her is their choice what they decide to say about her or her husband or her kids is their choice but what she says to her husband or how she addresses her husband in public or what she does to the kids you know that's her choice so what is with, with what is beyond her control is not her responsibility but what is within her control is what she has to play well she must make sure Within the African context, she must make sure that the man is given his due respect. Not, I don't think we really ask for too much. We just ask for, you know, the basic. But there are some men that, of course, have, you know, security issues. They, they are not, you know, that's a different, that's a different scenario. He has to be treated for that because that is a psychological issue. It's not his wife's problem, but you know, <laughs> that has to be. But. Under normal circumstances, if he's given his due respect and she does what she does behind the scenes properly, when she comes back home, she's not the mega star. She is his wife or his friend. You know, I think, yeah, it should be okay. It should be okay. Mm. Okay. You mentioned earlier that the the way the global economy has changed or evolved, what have you, that has actually created this situation now where women women almost need to work and they need to earn whereas in the past it wasn't like that so if if that's just the way it is i guess men have no choice but to adapt right because it's the global economy it's the way the world is now mm-hmm. yeah very true yeah because i mean for example if you look at um if you look around the world, so let's say you look at different countries, you look at the United States, you look at or North America generally, the US and Canada, you look at the EU, even here where we are in Asia, right? And then where you come from within Africa, within Nigeria, there are a lot more women taking up leadership roles, like powerful leadership roles in government, as yeah, as heads of, of major banks, of, of institutions. Um, in the entertainment industry, in medical fields, everywhere, uh, it's just it's just changing, because women have women are, have been educated and more doors have been opened and there are more opportunities. So it seems like this change or this shift is inevitable. But I wonder sometimes, do you think that women are constantly changing but men aren't? <laughs> well, yeah. Um... I'll say women are changing faster than men because mm. we've been in the we've been in the seat of power for a very long time. Mm. I, I'm not a proponent for gender equality or gender inequality. I, mm. I'm just my, my view about life is give the job to the person who is best suited for it. Forget mm-hmm. the gender. So mm-hmm. men men we've been I, I think we've been we've been tailored to think over the years or centuries, of course, we've been tailored to mm-hmm. think that, uh, you know, it's okay. I mean, man, there are some things that I can get done. I don't have to, even within the school context, you know, it, during my bachelor's degree, 
we were 59 in our class of mm-hmm. the Department of Mechanical Engineering. And out of the mm-hmm. 59, we had seven, seven ladies. It's always mm-hmm. been like that. The ratio of guys mm-hmm. to ladies, it's always, you know, disproportionate. But we had, you know, it was naturally assumed or everyone just assumed that the best students should always be the guys. Like, this is mm-hmm. the ratio of 52 is to seven. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But we were nearly shocked because there was a lady that was particularly very, very intelligent. And the margin between the best graduating student and herself was very narrow, very slim. In fact, up until the day it was announced, we were not sure who was going to be the best graduating student. This is because men were just, we, the guys were just thinking, oh, it's a natural thing. We will just be the best students. No, but it's not always like that. Women are adapting to the economy. If it was maybe 200, 300 years ago where physical strength mattered in the economy, how many, how many tubers of yam you were able to take out of the ground determined your wealth, or how many wives you were able to marry determined how powerful you were in the society. At mm. that time, women didn't have a say. But now we are mm. competing much more on an, on an intellectual level. So, mm-hmm. you know, the playing field is, is level now. If, if for example, we, we find ourselves in a situation where maybe women, are, for example, in some countries, women are not allowed to drive. Mm-hmm. And now we have a woman that owns maybe an IT company that controls a fleet of self-driving cars. The woman mm-hmm. can now drive 1,000 cars. She doesn't have to sit mm-hmm. behind the wheel. She just <laughs> You know, it's it's it beats everything. If a man says I don't like to buy things from women, and you order something online, how do you know the gender of the person that is selling to you? You can't tell, except the person tells you, "Oh, I'm a lady," or this or that. No. So on an intellectual level, I think we are equal. If you mm-hmm. do what you have to do, you will be as good as you can possibly be in that field. So physical strength and gender now doesn't really play a role, and men have to adjust. We have to think. If we were, if we are going to succeed, if the women are doing more of the thinking, then they have to do, they have to achieve more of the success than we, than we have achieved. There is no de facto leader, leader now. The the world has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Now let me ask you something. How old are you, Kenneth? I'm twenty eight. You're twenty eight. So you're, would you you would consider yourself a young man, right? So. Mm-hmm. So I think, do you, would you say that your attitude towards this topic is is atypical of your of your age group and your generation? Um, yes and uh, no. Yes, mm. in the sense mm. that you know, for every generation has a certain mindset, and usually it's a reaction towards a previously towards a previous action okay for my for my for my age group like my generation this is the kind of mindset we are working with we don't we no longer believe in all those you know we measure seats in the kitchen and no no if we are going to if we are going somewhere we should go together if you if you are if i'm going to work for a phd yeah you should do the same that's what we believe now within our age group but it's also not um, typical of my generation because I think most of the men within my within my age range still think that it's a man's world. But mm. I think we are in for a very big surprise. Yeah, we're in for a very big surprise. It's not really a man's world. It's it's the goods the goodies goes to who who is best prepared. So. Yeah, we, 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 that's, that's not typical of my generation, but the side that's typical of my generation is the fact that, you know, women should, yeah, should compete on all levels. It doesn't matter. Just compete on all levels. Yeah. So that's why I said yes and no. Yeah, no. And I, I, I agree with you as well. Do you think there's an element of denial? Like, okay, it's here, it's happening, but I refuse to accept it. I see it, but I don't want to accept it. You think that's a part of it? Yes, certainly, certainly. <laughs> As I said earlier, change is difficult. And mm. um, usually humans react in a number of ways, two of which are either you 
you take up the challenge and work towards it or you live in denial. And I think living in denial is more comfortable, but the result is certain. The change will come, but it will, you know, you might get swept off the scene. So, yeah, I think we, it's, okay, denial plays a, plays a huge role in this scenario. Yeah, it plays a huge role. And we have yeah. to wake up. You have to wait. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to shift the topic just a little bit because where we are in China, actually, the China has the largest number of female entrepreneurs in the world. And in yes. China, yeah, I, I mean, I know you, you probably know more about this than I do, actually. Um, but the female entrepreneurs here are in every industry. It's not just, you know, traditional female industries. They're in everything. They're in real estate, construction, engineering, plastic, manufacturing, fishing, everything you can think of, wherever there's an opportunity, you find women running businesses here in China. What is your view on why you believe it is, it, it's, hmm, how do I frame this question? I don't want to say it's easier, but because that it's, it's a completely different dynamic, but why do you believe that's the situation here in China where you have so many women building businesses across all fields, Where, whereas, for example, in the Western world, the conversations are, oh, we don't have enough female entrepreneurs in this field, or, oh, female entrepreneurs aren't getting into that field, or they're not getting funding. Whereas in China, that just doesn't seem to be an issue. Or do you have a different view on it? It is an issue, and we just don't hear about it. Um, I, I think I think it's, it's an... It's an it's an issue, and um, you're very right to say that um, it seems like it's easier in China to achieve that. But if we just take a look at the history and like the way China progressed, um, first of all, demographics plays a huge role. When you find a situation where, okay, in the you know not not too long ago they had the one-child policy, at least for the whole of China. You find a situation where the sole heir to a family, to a family's fortune is a lady. She has mm -hmm. to step up. It, mm -hmm. It's it's not, yeah, she has to step up. Situations, the situations surrounding her has made it so. Mm -hmm. That's for demographics. Also, you find a situation where the, the society is also, is also um, open to such, to such moves. Actually, they, they don't see they don't see a reason why a woman cannot do it. They don't see a reason mm -hmm. why. I think the mindset also played a very important role. And um, the gov government support, um, though I, I can't really say for certain that the gov government support is tilted towards women, because here I think the gender equality is more, is more pronounced than most, than most nations. At least they don't ring, they don't sing about it too much. Yeah then I think it's okay. Because uh, about three weeks ago, a lady was was talking with, was um, we had a, I had a conversation with a lady who is in a relationship with an African guy. And she was saying, um, what, what do I think about a lady being, you know, much wealthier than the husband? Because in Africa, in sorry, in China here, it seems to be the norm because you have a lady who is the sole heir to a family's fortune Obviously, mm -hmm. the man she's getting married to might not be as wealthy. Now the lady mm -hmm. owns the house, she owns the business, she owns virtually everything. And the man mm -hmm. just, you know, yeah, maybe the only thing he contributed is his surname. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, anyway, yeah, and she, she, asked, she asked me that and I, I said, well, it's... If that's the situation they found themselves in, it's it, it's okay. The man, the man just has to has to live with what he has, and see how he can make best use of the situation by improving himself, and showing himself um, capable of handling such success. Because it's one thing to to be the leader of a successful company, and it's another thing to be the leader of a mediocre company. You know, these are two different people. Your wife mm -hmm. is the same thing. It's no, not the same thing. Forgive me. Your wife is your family can be tailored in such context. Mm -hmm. It takes a very mature and successful man to handle a woman that has such magnitude of success. It's not just any kind of person that can handle such. So yeah, in I'm... China here, yeah, I think society mm -hmm. contributed to that, 
and demographics really really played a huge role in africa you know it's is the norm to have many children and usually um male the male child is still the favored sex yeah mm-hmm. except stations where you know things are not okay but here in china if you have only only a female child a female child and you have no choice because you have you should have only one child then i think you have to make do what you have and the woman comes out on top and she has to get married and of course the person is a man except in you know situations that we can now see going on in the world where you know i won't go into that topic but you know yeah it's mm. it happens Yeah, yeah, because since I've been here, I mean before I moved here, I I was reading up a lot on on the gender dynamic in China, at least as much as I could because sometimes access to information can be a bit difficult. But now that I live here and I've traveled around and you know going to different events and so on and even just speaking to Chinese women, they just don't come, and again this is just my view, everybody else has may have a different view. compared to say the western world i'm not comparing it to africa that's that's a separate conversation but compared to the west and by west i mean north america and western europe the conversations just seem to be different there is in this dynamic of we can't get funding and we can't do this and we can't do that and if it's there it just seems to be maybe a side part of the conversation but women here just seem to be they're building the businesses they're being successful they're doing what they have to do they don't view themselves as a female entrepreneur or a male entrepreneur they're just doing what they have to do you know many of them their fathers were very successful businessmen too and they have gone on to create businesses themselves many of them however most of them however are self-made most of them are self-made and they're highly and just wildly successful and it's okay you know um i do remember yeah, going okay. to an event yeah yeah i do remember going to an event once um here in shanghai where an older woman and i'm assuming this may have been reflective of her generation she said as women we still have to be careful though because men here and she was chinese herself she said because men here um they still not are not always 100% accepting of their women having so much power but she again she was a, a, m- a more mature lady but some of the younger women who were around me were just kind of like nah that's not true so again it could be reflective of the age i don't know <laughs> these are just observations yeah. you know one can only observe so much one can only observe so much but it just seems to be a different type of conversation and there seems to just don't be this sense of oh my gosh, I can't start my business because I don't have funding or because no one supports me. It's just people are just doing what they have to do. And that could just be because yeah. of the nature of the country, the way it's moving forward, the 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 various um policies that have been put into place and you know things are happening and it's just it's just a byproduct yeah. of wanting to be a rich successful first world country. And if you want to do that, you yeah. need to everybody needs to be able to have a stake in in doing so not just one gender right of course of course of course certainly yeah yeah and do you think but let's go to like the third world now developing countries like the caribbean and africa and latin america do you think cuz i want to make this connection do you think that the um the, the many of these countries um there's a, there's a lot of different reasons why countries are poor but if you notice many of the the countries that are very poor they don't invest in their women so you notice that they don't yes that's very true and so yeah, we know yeah we we know there's a correlation between economic development and women and there're just a lot of countries around the world in the developing world where they're not investing in their women and they don't seem to want to invest in their women so from an economic perspective it just makes sense would you like to speak speak to that or i mean there may be some some examples that we could say oh well you know certain uh resource rich countries don't particularly believe that you know they have to have women in leadership positions or what and art and they do okay but is it sustainable to just have a country where the women are not contributing to the economy uh there's no desire to be educated or to contribute in some way it's just 
you know, be 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 in the position of the homemaker, and that's okay. And I'm not making a judgment. I'm not saying it's good or bad. But from an economic perspective, is that sustainable? Um, absolutely not. Because uh, you see, for for a human being to be effective, I'm talking of just a human person, just a person to be effective in doing something. You need both hands. You use just. Is that you use just one gender to do all the economic um, activities? I think you're losing. The country will be losing a lot if you now if you employ women to 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 go into such economic activity. I think it will help the economy. I don't just think. I know it will help the economy. Another fact is, women are more are more community oriented than men. That's why, yeah. Though it's still subject to debate, that under okay under under normal circumstances, a man is more likely to default in payment of taxes or in <laughs> in um, payment of dues than women. Why? Really? Why that debate is out there? Yeah, that's what you know. That's what goes around here. That's why I said it's still subject to debate. And personally, I've I felt I felt that. Because I told you we have a micro loans business, and mm-hmm. I feel more comfortable loaning money to money to women, not mm-hmm. not not because not because I have anything against men. Out of okay, in the recent past, out of our top, our top, um, okay, first of all, the ratio of women to men taking loans. Is disproportionate in the sense that more women are taking loans than men. Is it that you can have a country where, I think you and you would agree that your country, like you said, gender gender is a, a big feature in the culture and in the society. So how is it then yeah. that so many female entrepreneurs can emerge from this this culture or this kind of society? Okay, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons. Okay, that, that's one of the pros of globalization because now women found out that they couldn't compete with the male figure culturally, politically. They were forced to rely on their intellect, and now the the you know the economy is shifting to a knowledge based economy. Though we still depend heavily on some you know yeah some heavy sectors, but. The economy is shifting to a knowledge-based economy, and the fee- the playing field is being leveled. So, where if a situation where you find um, that the person with the the best thinking capacity under normal circumstances gets the best job or is able to raise the most funds, yeah, I think you're bound to find women able to compete despite the cultural and societal limitations. Nigeria is a country that, you know, the gender gender plays a huge role, but we also we are we are a very competitive nation. Oh yeah. If if someone wants to if someone wants to hire an employee or wants to um, you know hire a manager and finds out that a woman would this woman will do a better job. We will naturally, we will put the gender, the gender, you know, politics aside, and pick the person with the best thinking capacity because this has to do with the survival of your business. So usually, when it comes, when push comes to shove, the best person will take the job. So that's why we have been able to create so much, um, and so many uh, female entrepreneurs despite the limitations. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree because I've seen so many instances. I mean, I've actually seen it with my own two eyes where you have, I've met men who have very, you know, um, views that, that are not, um, how do you say, biased views, you know, they, they just don't believe that a woman, I mean, they're just biased, right? It is what it is, whatever. They just believe that, okay, yeah, I... as a, as, as a woman, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that, fine. But for whatever reason... They they believe that, and they, it's they wouldn't have it in their home. That's a completely different situation, 
But I have also seen those same very men turn around and hire women or work with women or do business with women because they, they would just they would just say it very factually, you know, I prefer to work with women. They know what they're doing. But that's at work. They're not going to have it at home. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah I've that's, seen that's that. I've, I've seen that a lot. And, <laughs> and I always kind of think to myself, this is so interesting. Like, okay, she's capable. She's competent. You're happy to hire her. You're happy to work with her in business. Oh, yeah, she's this, that, and the other. But that's where it ends. That's where it ends. It's just business. You know, bringing that into yeah. your home is a completely separate situation. And that's okay. I respect that. Because at the end of the day, you know, business is business, I guess, you know. So it's just an observation that I've made. And that I think that's connected to the point that you said earlier, which is that um, it's we're in a knowledge-based economy now. And this has opened... The, and the internet and technology has opened more opportunities for women. Yeah. We don't have to compete locally anymore. We don't, you know, we can, we can compete globally as a woman. I can be building a platform online and my competitor might be in Nigeria or in Ghana or in Singapore. She's not, you know, local and that's great. So that's a fantastic thing. Yeah. So that's, 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 that's a, a, I think that's a good thing for everybody, for all the genders, not just for women. So maybe that reduces some of the that diffuses some of the tension and the friction because we we can we can all sort of dominate in our own field and not necessarily feel like there isn't room for everybody because there is room for everybody and i feel like ultimately that's what it boils down to i think i think when you remove the gender factor it's really a, a matter of you know we live in a world of scarce resources right and ultimately people are competing and i think people feel like they're losing something or they're giving up something when they say, okay, I'm going to allow a certain group to have the same power that I have, you know? And that could be anything. That could be, that could be race, that could be gender, uh, it, that could be, uh, you know, with a same sex, that's a whole other conversation, homosexuality. But it, there's an element yeah. of power. There's a, yeah, and we're not going to go there. There's an element of power that you have to... <laughs> that you have to give up in order to to allow others to flourish and people aren't comfortable with people aren't comfortable with that people people believe that no this is mine I've got to hold on to this there isn't enough space so maybe like you said it's it's a shift in mindset there's there's space for everybody now everybody can do their own thing it's all good yeah everyone can do their own thing and Everyone has to realize that the fact that someone makes more than you doesn't necessarily mean the person has taken part of what you could have earned. Mm. I, I, I believe I, I believe wealth is created or wealth multiplies where people exert energy energy and you know apply their skill. So okay, there's an African proverb that says the sky is big enough for all birds to fly without colliding. So mm. everyone can everyone can go up, and I think people people should just now. This goes to both genders. We should be comfortable with the other person's success. Mm-hmm. We should just be comfortable because you'll find it. There'll always be someone better than you, and there'll always be people you're you're, you're better than. You always find yourself in that mix. Yeah, you you might be the best. You might be the best orator, only to find out that someone paints better than you. You can't start mm-hmm. learning how to paint. No, that's the person's field. So be comfortable in your field. Do the best you can. Serve your country. Serve your nation. Serve mankind. And um, I think everyone will be, everyone will be better for it. And people should always, or no more like nations, governments, um, companies, even within the family. I think it starts from the family, because that's the basic unit of the society. Of course, the Everything job should be given home. to the person. It starts at home, and and that that, that when 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 the principle is when, when those principles are are not followed from the family level, um, the society is just is just a magnification of what's happening in the in the home. The job should be given to the person best suited for it. I think everyone will be better that way. I, I cannot say because my because um okay there because right now. 
someone is sick and needs medical attention and it's just mm -hmm. a lady that is here i will not give the person medical attention until we have a male doctor come in like really what are you saying under such circumstances <laughs> the patient the patient doesn't rea doesn't care if it's a lady if it's a guy or other genders now available i don't care just solve my problem but when yeah. it comes to rational thinking now we have issues i think <laughs> yeah this is not complicated yeah the person no, best not. suited for the job should do the job and you'll be fine i think we'll be fine yeah <laughs> <I> think, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good way to end i think we will be fine yeah. kenneth it was such a pleasure to speak with you thank you so much for your honesty and for your openness and i think um it takes a lot to discuss you know sensitive topics <laughs> and i'm really grateful that you <laughs> yeah of course yeah. that that you that you've come on and that you've really opened up and you've shared your perspective on things and i think you you shared in a way that makes everybody feel comfortable and maybe other people will start having these conversations as well and that's the point of this series anyway to to get more people to to think and start talking more about how everybody can come together and affect change not just not just the women the men too oh yeah it will be my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and I look forward to, to you know, meeting you personally. <laughs> yeah, you. for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, so thank you so much, Kenneth, and bye for now. All right. Have a great night. Bye. <laughs>